Hi family, this is Pastor Ricky Rush from the Inspiring Body of Christ Church right here in Dallas, Texas. I'd like to welcome you to join us anytime, every time, anywhere, everywhere on this platform for a unique experience where the Word of God is broken down in a very simple way. It's Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush. And today's message is about to bless you. So let's get ready for an amazing message from God. Good evening. Welcome to the 6 p.m. IBOC Dream Church. We've been in service since 8 a.m. We were here at 10 a.m. and now we're back at 6 p.m. every single Sunday night except next Sunday. How about that? Every Sunday except next Sunday. Next Sunday is Mother's and Grandmother's Day. I have to put the Grandmother's Day in there because a lot of people, you know, they just, that's, that's the new thing. So we're going to have a wonderful um, time next week celebrating our mothers here at the Inspiring Body of Christ Church. And I just have to throw this in. You know, we don't have much time on these evening programs because we don't want to take too much time away from you doing your regular scheduled things. Um, but we, we want to make sure that you, if you are a member of IBOC or you would like for your mom to be in a, watch this, I'm going to be selective with these words, a controlled, safe environment, and you want her to be in service where, and you want to be in service with your mom, I'm going to ask you to do so today. This is the last day, by the way, that you can, I don't want to use the word register. Give me another word, Billy. Instead of register, what can I say? Um, Okay, claim your space. Yeah, because register just sounds reserve like a reserve. Well, we don't. Well, yeah, a reserve. That's <laughs> uh, VIP. Okay, um, we can reserve. Because I don't want anybody to come in and don't be VIP. Everybody's a very important mother. VIM. So what we want to do though is right now you can go to IBOC Mom. The 31996. Everyone knows the 31996 is our code. You can do that right now while I'm talking. Go IBOC Mom, the 31996. Text that to 31996. And you're going to have about five real serious questions that we need to uh, get from you. There's a group, there are a group of ladies uh, from our encouragement team that will be calling you to verify your. Um, uh, reservation or your claim to have a space for your mom when you walk in service on next Sunday morning 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. whichever one you decide to come to uh, there will be a, a slot where your mother's name is and your family will all sit there it's um it's a very wonderful thing it's a very small thing for some people but it's huge for us because we are outwardly declaring that we want to make sure that you have a space for your mom because everybody's mom deserves at least a day for her children to come together with her in fellowship in her home wherever moms are your mom may not be home this year your mom may be uh, ill in her her home or unsafe she may be out of town she could become a blessing anywhere she just deserves to hear from you and in a lot of cases to maybe even see you in person and we know that's not possible for everybody's mom we understand that and don't get any guilt and all of that stuff please don't allow the enemy to put you there but in the uh, in the event that she's in Dallas with you or close by come by and have service with us on next Sunday morning, we have a very special surprise treat, and I'm going to give the surprise treat. The men of God will be singing next Sunday morning. Our men of God love coming together to sing. Uh, so we just sing from our hearts, and, and boy, our church is so supportive of this opportunity to sing and praise God. So I just want to thank you for that. We'll have a couple of other, mm, how can I say, uh, surprises and wonderful things that can enhance and add to the joy of Mother's Day last year. We were in a very serious, I'm going to use this word, and y'all forgive me if it's not proper, but we were in a dark place last year on Mother's Day because some people's mom uh, had the COVID disease. Some people's mothers didn't recover. Uh, we did a lot of funerals that we couldn't attend. Um, and it was just a, it was a dark time, but it was a time where champions in God had to stand up and answer the call of faith. And we made it through. We made it through together. And together had a different had a different definition last year. Together meant holding it instead of being able to see each other. We couldn't see each other. We couldn't touch each other. We couldn't embrace. We couldn't even bring over cakes and pies and foods and, and all of that stuff that we were used to doing in the past. That's a part of our culture and our customs. 
a lot of people spend Mother's Day alone. And this year, if Mother's Day is spent alone, at least we would have the opportunity to try, to try uh, to make it fulfilling for somebody's mother. So I thought I'd spend all of that time saying that because we will not be here next Sunday evening because we want to make sure that our staff, the uh, wonderful men of God that are behind the scene here, and I want to say men of God because uh, that's what we have behind the scene here, are men of God who are operating all of this technical equipment. It takes a lot of equipment to get to you wherever you are, and I'm seeing behind the scene right now at least uh, seven brothers who are constantly working, eight brothers, uh, that are constantly behind the scene right now making sure that camera one camera two the lights the settings the audio the visual all of that the commercials in between and all the slides everything's being done right and thank you brothers again we love you and we appreciate you and we want you to be able to enjoy your mothers your wives your families on um next sunday evening if at all possible now today we have been talking in a very very wonderful conversation about uh, from the subject we're here right now it happened at church we've been on a series here at IBOC and being uh, in the series it happened at church um, the stay lit the stay lit philosophy the stay lit with the dream church has just started to really really shine can I y'all can I have a stay lit shirt I know I'm not a millennial but if somebody wants one of those shirts can we get one of those I like that thought of being able to stay lit no, no. Okay, they yes. looked at me like no, <laughs> but I, I still, I still am going to stay lit without the T-shirt. Okay, uh, I, but no, that is a, a wonderful theme. So, so when the fire in your life goes out, where do you go? If you're the charcoal, single charcoal, and you're hot, where do you go to get your flame? Where do you go to stay lit? What happens when the church now becomes a place? that God has ordained, God has put his signature on. And the enemy says, ah, you don't really need to go in there. You can go anywhere and worship God. And we know that, well, matter of fact, we probably, in reality, worship God everywhere except in the church building. We worship God in our closets. We worship God on the floor in a hospital bed. We worship God in a bedroom. You worship God in a really private place. We praise God in, in front of a lot of people. So this morning, um, God started leading us into the thought of understanding that there are a lot of blessings that are commanded on us when we enter into the synagogue. However, however, what about that person that says, I don't know. I think this morning we, we, we subject was, why am I at church anyway? And so God started to break down some words to us. I had never read like Psalm 73 and had it to mean something like it did this morning. Anybody remember Psalm 73? Does, can anybody remember what that, what, how that stands out when there's this man in Psalms who's just having a hard, awful, awful time? His days were full of pain and mornings were horrible and he's <clears throat> he's just having a whole lot of things go on in his life and and uh and then in verse two he started saying but as for me i came so close to the edge of the cliff that my feet were slipping and i was almost gone now i don't know who's listening today but i'm around the table with some very very sharp wonderful individuals who really know the testimonial story about this and I'm going to be quiet because I'm always every week getting comments from senior members of our church and I say seniors those that are beyond 30 and 40 who say man that dream church has it really going on they enjoy hearing from you they enjoy hearing your points of view they enjoy your consistency and most of all your commitment anybody can start something when it first starts out and you have a different idea for it and then I say eh, well now it's not what I thought it would be what if God is not finished making it what you thought it would be and you didn't stick around for God to use you in this moment. But 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 everybody here understands pretty much. Some some of you may not have been there at the edge of the cliff. I want to start with that right now. This man, I'm gonna say this man in Psalm 73 and 2 said, Man, for me, I came so close to the edge of the cliff, my feet were slipping, and I was almost gone. Now that says a lot to somebody. We have Sister Lloyd, we have a brother Lloyd, we have Sister Um Um Bonner, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, you know I'm going to mess these names all the way up. We have Sister Whitney, we have Brother Stevenson, we have Sister Elizabeth, who's doing a great job back with the LED board. Boy, she was rocking on this month. We have Sister Smallwood, and we have Sister School Teacher Armstrong here. So this team, they inspire me. I, I just, I get younger every week. I am almost about to buy a pair of skinny jeans just because of them. And some, not some Converse's, but some, no, I'm not buying skinny jeans. 
I'm going to wait till my old ones get skinny and I'm going to put them back on again. But no, this group is very inspirational. So let's talk about that. Has anyone ever had to live that like that? Maybe you're too young. And I don't know how old this person was when he started going through that. But I was almost at the edge of the cliff. I was almost slipping off. When you read that in the Bible, that's like, wow. Somebody actually went through that. And there's a but that comes in there in a minute. But anybody want to talk about that? Go on and tell your story. That scripture to me, Pastor, when you first read it, it was it was like a wow moment for me. It makes you think about the real world. That's a real life statement. We grow we go through so much. We go through hard times and we think about it. When we're going through it, we're not conscious about what's going on until we're back in church. When we are back in church, that's where we reset. That's where we have reteaching. Jesus, in the synagogue, he taught. He performed miracles, and the man was restored, was revived. So that scripture to me, sis, that was amazing. That, that, that had a different meaning because we go through that, and there's, time, there's many times in my life where I didn't know whether I was coming or going, and I felt like this is it for me. This, this is the end for me. So, so was that, was that, is that, when you didn't know what you know now, that's scary. Somebody's listening right now, and I know someone heard this morning. Um, I, I am not, and we don't get to practice these discussions, so we're not, we're not a debating team. We do have differences in how we think because we're different in our ages sometimes in our approach to life. But is that the same as, I, I was so low I didn't want to live anymore is that the same is that sound like that I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to um you know endorse suicide right. i'm not right, right, right. i'm not but but is that like that it you could know? be there's different areas for different people um you know you never know what someone else is going through that could in fact be true for someone else for me i just felt empty inside I would use that as a witnessing tool if I were ever in a situation where somebody told me, I don't think I want to live. I would, I would remember this one right here, y'all. And I would tell them, I would say, hey, go to Psalm 73 and, and read that 12th, that second verse. Then I would tell them to read that fourth verse. What was that, what's that fourth verse? Anybody got that fourth verse? I mean, there are different translations of the Bible. But this, this guy said. I, I do. Um, the, so I have it in the Good News Bible. Okay. It says they do. Um, the third, service, the third verse says, because I was jealous of the proud when I saw that things go well for the wicked. They do not suffer pain. They are strong and healthy. They do not suffer as other people do. They do not have the troubles that other people have. And so they wear their pride like a necklace and violence like a robe. Their hearts pour out evil and their minds are busy with wicked schemes. Go to 14. Go to, go to skip down to 14. Watch oh, this. God, you have made me suffer all day long. Every morning you have punished me. Boom. See, now this guy is just, now he's, he's just talking. He's turning on God. He's turning on God. Now go to somebody, go to verse uh, 17, because this is bad for him. Now, I know for some of you that were with us this morning, go, oh, it's the same thing. No, listen, please stay with us, because now we're going to jump in this and have personal conversations. Then I verse 17, he says what? I Anybody? tried to think this problem through, but it was too difficult for me until I went into your temple. Then I understood what will happen to the wicked. Wow. I thought it was too much until I went into the temple. And guess who, at the who was at the temple? Other people who had eyewitness events of the same thing that this person was feeling. In isolation, I couldn't get that. But in congregation, in fellowship, I was like, and this is what he's saying, I didn't realize because you didn't look like it either. Now somebody said, oh, you don't need to go there. And the enemy probably said, great, stay out there because you see what's happening? Rot, 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 rot. He's kicking himself. He's kicking himself. And then he walks into the temple and goes, Wow. I was feeling that way until I went into a place where I witnessed other people being rescued by God. I probably could have been around them all the time, but at this point we were at a place. Let's jump in there. E let's eat that for lunch. Let's, let's have a snack with that right quick. I want to jump in, Pastor. Go on, jump in there. Both feet. Okay. Um, 
As I used to work at the University of Dreams, it was easy for me to continue to come to church and to stay in worship with associates, friends, and of course my pastor. But now that I am in the the real world, wow. I suffered. Wow. Nobody knows. But I suffered coming to church. And it's crazy because I am so tired when I get home. Wow. And I barely have time for my children. And I'm like, God, this is not you. Wow. This has to be the devil. I don't know what this is. I'm on the internet looking for new jobs, but it just, I don't know. And then, of course, you know, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm the number, the number one rank as a newbie at my job. Wow. So that's a good thing, but I'm just like, okay, Lord, I'm need your strength every day. And I feel like God is wanting me to pray more, like every morning, like every day as I'm outside. I work at the post office, USPS. So as I'm outside, I have to continue to ask for strength. And when it comes to church, I'm just like, I'm staying home, don't want to go. It's cool. But then I hear God saying, go. You have to stay consistent. I don't care how you feel. I will give you the strength once mm. you enter that building. Once you get in the car, I will give you that strength. And this morning, I felt that. And when I came in the building, Great. I was so emotional. Great. I'm just like, thank you, Lord. But I just, it was easier as I'm working at the church. But now that I'm in the real world, I have to, I find myself pushing myself even harder to come to church. So um, this topic really... Thank you for your transparency. Because we do have to push to come to church. You know, uh, what you, what you, uh, I'm just going to ask some common questions. Y'all take the, just and while I'm talking, just start talking. Don't even wait for me to stop. Just interrupt me. But but did, was it was it you mean hard to like literally come to church because of tired fatigue or? Yes, I'll say that. Of course, I want to. You know, my family is still my family. Just because I left the University of Dreams, that doesn't mean. <laughs> that yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. It was just the tired. My legs are sore. My feet were sore. My wow. arms were sore. Everything was just sore. And I'm like, all right, God. But then when I get up in the morning and I go to work, I'm good. Okay. So it's like it has to be the strength that he gives okay. me, you okay. know. But it's just a mind thing. When I get home, I'm like, nope, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So, And Sunday is the only day I have off. But I have to oh, continue to wow. come. I have to continue to come to church. I have to. Oh stay consistent because if I don't stay consistent that's where the devil will jump in and that's where he'll start whispering stuff and I'll just you know start being messed up but I just have to stay consistent like God told me like you said it, it happened in the church what's in the ch my next blessing is in the church my next whatever that is is in the church I have to go to the church and I have to just get that whatever it is Whatever it is, it can be the obedience, it can be a blessing, it can be me encouraging someone. I have to get there. If I stay home, I don't know. So when you come to church, then are you around a group of other people who are perhaps like this man in Psalm 73, you realize I'm in a place where people are full of faith? You know, is that is that a possible? You. I want to <laughs> follow up with what Sister Bonner said because it made me think of... Um, some thoughts that I had after leaving church when you were asking us, why do we come to church? And I was thinking of why do we miss church? Because we do have that alternative now of going online or just not being in, not coming at all, not viewing at all. And so I think we miss church or find alternatives because we know we serve a forgiving God. And I think because we know his forgiving nature, we kind of get over on him some, whereas we wouldn't do the same thing with man. Um, so since he's more forgiving than people, we feel like, oh, it'll be okay. He'll understand. He's forgiven. All I have to do is ask for forgiveness, and it's okay. But then you have to ask yourself, well, do you just want his forgiveness or do you want his favor? Do you just want his forgiveness or do you want his grace? Do you just want his forgiveness or do you want his blessings? And I feel like really being in, his, being in God's house can make that difference between just getting a blessing or, just, or getting a miracle. And the same way we do God telling him, you know, I'll watch online instead of going in the building. What if he did that to us saying, oh, I'll just give you a little blessing instead of a miracle. I'll just um, let you be in this fender bender instead of allowing you to avoid the crash altogether. All and so I think just being, 
make taking that time to be in his house can make the difference in a lot of those things. And I believe it can expedite the process of you receiving whatever order that you've placed with God as well. Um, and it's one thing if we can't be at church, but if we know that we can and we still choose the easy route, I think we need to kind of examine ourselves and figure out why are we so comfortable taking the easy way out when it comes to God. And it made me think of something so simple as um, talking to my mom, the difference of texting her versus calling her. I can hear the smile in my mom's voice when I take time out to call her instead of just texting because texting can become a routine. Good morning, happy Monday, happy Friday, yay. Whereas if I pick up that phone and call her when she's not expecting it, and it's not something I have to do, but it's no, I know it's something that will make her happy, I can hear that smile through the phone. And I feel like God is sitting back feeling the same way. When we come in, instead of just click Facebook Live, I think that's a different smile he has. And so why would we not want him to feel that way? We want him to make us feel that way so we can take that little extra effort. And then just the last thing that was on my mind, um, if it's written in his word in Matthew 18, 20, where he says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, I am there among them. That's Amplified Version. Why do we bypass that scripture so much with just saying, God knows my heart? We'll take that a little bit further, that God knows my heart. And I feel like everybody should really take some time to sit down with Psalms 139.23, uh, the message. Investigate my life, O oh God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. And then that very last sentence says, then guide me on the, wrong, the road to eternal life. And I feel like on that road that he's guiding you, it, it's telling you to get back in his house. Wow. That was a bold proclamation. Uh, that sounds like old people testimony <laughs> from someone who, you know, we, we basically, I like what you said about your mom, texting your mom versus uh, hearing, a, you know, we draw strength from each other. Mom, how you doing? I mean, uh, baby, how you doing? This is your text to your mom. Um, fine. Uh, okay. On the phone. Baby, how you doing? I'm okay. Right there? See, that personal conversation? Now, that's the phone. But in your mama's face? Oh, Diane, go in the room. Come on in here, baby. Talk to me about yourself. Excuse me, Miss Emma. I'll call you back later. I got to talk to my baby. It's the same okay, it's the same fine, but in her presence, now you may be around your other brothers and sisters and you draw strength from them. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, we understand. We've been away for over a year, really, and we're still away. You know, we're not fully back. People aren't coming back to church yet. We're coming into the church and, we're, and we, we spend probably the first 30 minutes going, whoa, is it safe? And have they been vaccinated? And, and so we tend to make it light around here, smile a little bit, laugh about it, and just keep people in a very good humorous spirit. But we draw strength at that moment. I drew strength this morning just seeing people that I know dared to be different again. Being in going to church is different. Hey, that's not, that's never really been normal. It became the oddball thing. But God says, in that presence, I got something I want to share with you so you can share. Uh, oh, go ahead, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Junior. <laughs> Junior Lloyd. My granny used to call me. Junior, uh, Junior Bible. <laughs> uh, Psalm 73. I'm, I'm in the message Bible. Um, and I'm at 11 through 14. And it's reading, what's going on here? Is God out to lunch? Nobody's tending the store. The wicked gets by with everything. They have it made. Piling up riches. I've been stupid to play by the rules. What has it gotten me? A long run of bad luck. That's what a slap in the face feel like every time I walk out the door. Some people don't remember their why. And I want you to know how ungrateful you look to God when you forget your why. You know, you are models of Christ. And the Holy Spirit wants to remind you today that when you remember your why, you will have enough strength to continue leading, modeling. There's an entire generation that is growing up that needs to see you having purpose, that needs to see you doing beyond what you can be taught. You know, I personally 
have had that thought of being off the cliff, not literally, but mentally, where I just want to quit, where I just want to do something different, want a different scenery. But God says, like Sister Asani said in the Rick Keys, you need a change of attitude. Your attitude has went way. Yeah, go on. The Rick Keys had me stuck, Pastor Rush. <laughs> I was like, you know what? My on, attitude, my attitude is right now. That's why I'm able to keep going. Nothing has changed. Okay. It's the same okay. scenery. So now I can give God glory. I can pray, praise and worship. I can usher because my attitude has changed. He's not going to change anything besides you. And that's why we need to come to church. You see that other person's attitude that's singing to your left or to your right, that's ushering to your left and to your right. You're like, you know what? It might be me. I might need to get my stuff together. It's not my job. I'm in the right place. I have to model here. I don't know how long I'm modeling here. I'm, I don't like it right now, God, but you said, I'm going to take you out of the university of your dreams, and I'm going to have you model here at the USPS. And, and, wow. and, and just take, just take wow. that, Sister Bonner, and just wow. go into there with purpose and tell them, you know what, I know why I'm here now. I, I just want to tell y'all what I've learned. And it, you're not going to get everybody's attention. There's that one person that's, that's always looking at you. You probably didn't think about it till now. But just go in there with that purpose. Whatever God speaks to you tonight, go in there and just and, and have a change of attitude. And remember your why in that building. And somebody might follow you to find out where you get reloaded. It's possible. You never know. Go ahead. I think um, it was really interesting what Sister Armstrong said about the importance of coming to church and being in the presence, not just because it's something for us, but to look at what it does. What I took from what you said was what it is to God when you labor to come into the service. And so, so often church, especially in today's society where everything is about us, um, it's interesting to think that the reason I come to church is because I need a blessing and I need fellowship and I but to remember that God wants us to gather in his name because of what he wants mm -hmm. and uh, our ability to serve others um pastor as you've said it before um something's missing mm -hmm. when you're not in the building when you're not there there's even um, and I, I think we talked about it last week there's a the part, smallest part of your body or the parts of your body that you don't necessarily see are the most valuable and the most vital you can't see my heart right now but I wouldn't be working without it I wouldn't be speaking without it and so it's so important to notice or to, to make sure that you recognize that just because you're not seen or not heard when you're in the building there's something um, that when you're in the building there's an aspect of service you can offer and something is definitely missing when you're not there. And number two is that um, there's two scriptures that came to my mind while you were speaking. Um, and the first one is in 1 Samuel. And in 1 Samuel there is, um, to just give a high level overview, somebody did, God told him to do something and he did it in the way that he thought it should be done, as opposed to exactly what God said. And um, the priest asked him, why did you not obey? And he's like, I did. I uh, did what he said. Well, no, you didn't do exactly what he said. Um, and then he said, and then he said, I, brought, I even brought sacrifices to Christ. And so in this place, I'm using the idea of offering. And so very often it can look like you can get everything you can get from church outside of the building. Well, I can hear the word and then I can praise and then I can even give my offerings. But what's really interesting is here, Samuel says to this man, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? And so the key word there is, to me, or the two key words, is Lord. Does the Lord delight? And so I was able to go get the victory that I needed, and I was able to come sacrifice, and I was able to feel like I did what I was supposed to do. But does the Lord delight? And then the next part that was really powerful is as much as. And so it's so similar to what you just said. Like, I could text my mom and she's happy, but if I call her, she's even happier. But to Pastor Rush's point, when I'm in her presence, it's a completely different thing. So does the Lord delight? And so in those moments where you may not feel like you need to or I can get everything I can, it's not always all about us. What does the Lord need to see? And then what do others around us as a, as a point of service need from us to be in the building and be in that, um, in that area? And there was one more that was really powerful to me. It's in Psalms 51. And it says, offerings, and this is from the, um, the, let me change my version. One of my favorites is God's words, translations. It says, you're not 
happy with any sacrifice. Otherwise, I would offer it to you. You're not pleased with burnt offerings. The sacrifice is pleasing to the Lord. It's a broken spirit. And in one of the translations, it says um, a deep sorriness in your heart. So if you feel like you've been neglecting the word or neglecting the opportunity to be in his presence and really not seeing the importance of obedience and the importance of fellowship to God, remember, God who loved you first, God who is love. There's no one that you can see. There's no one you can think of that can love you more than God can and will and does in a way that we can never fully comprehend or understand. And so he only asks us in that way, if you look at, look at it, you have your breath, you have your hearing, you have your sight, you have your protection because of his love. And there's only a few things he asks us for. And so if it is to gather on a Sunday, it's it's if it's hard for you to see why you need to, look and see why he would want you to. And I think that's the first step to making sure that you can really value that time with God, the travel that's required, the work that's required. Um, the Bible calls us a living sacrifice. And so instead of burning it and it's over, think about those times where you're working to delight Christ, to delight God as an opportunity to truly be a sweet scent in his presence and in his temple. Okay. Billy Graham Cracker. <laughs> That's a good job. You know? That's good. Okay, so so, okay, it's, so all of this again goes into that whole presence. What what I've always been what I've always known but probably didn't know how to articulate it was that Psalms 133 says, when we come together in unity, God commands. Somebody make up an example for an easy uh, listener when I say this. God commands uh, blessings to come on us wh when we come together in <laughs> unity. Somebody give me an example. Give me, give me a good. You got, she got a short arm. <laughs> give when, God, when, when we come together in unity, God commands blessings. Let's flip it around. When we don't come together. You might have to figure out how your own blessings come. Okay. When we come together, God commands. He's okay, there's blessing. Blessing, go right now. But give me an example of that. Okay. Uh, uh, and this, this came to my mind before you asked that question. Illustration it's, it's back to that um, correlation between mama's house and God's house. Mm -hmm. It made me think of uh, taking it further from going from that call to showing up and going to see mama. Okay. There's not a time that I've gone there where I don't leave with something. She gives me things without asking. The moment I walk in the door, here you go. And I feel like God does that same thing. He commands those blessings on you. Whereas you try to tell mama, you know, I'm okay. I'm no, here. And I feel like that's God doing that same thing when we come together. Did anybody have mamas that whenever you go around them, they always want some of what you have? Let me have that shirt, baby. Let me give me that purse. Anybody have mamas like that? Because mama, <laughs> sometimes, you know, every time we go, every time when I would go to my grandmother's house, she always has some wrapped up in some here baby just take this with you and a handkerchief sock um it's, i just always knew whenever i went you know sometimes after i got old i start stalling well where's my present now and and just going there now she would never mail it not, she wasn't into that you if you come you're gonna leave with something and that was materialistic y'all and and that was just i just knew going to my grandma's house it was gonna be like that and um, so is, is I think she's right on it. And the thing that you said in there that really kind of dovetails into what I wanted to say was that sometimes she tells you things and gives you things that you didn't think about or that you didn't know. And so my thought would be for anybody who's tr who's listening right now, really think about it. Would you rather have what you ask God for or would you want to have what God wants to give you? And so just think about that for a second. Think about would you rather chase God for something that you can, and Pastor Rush preached about this, I think it was a couple months ago, about our limited vision about what we can see what we need versus what God knows what we need. And so what I find interesting here in this scripture is that it does not say that God will command your blessing or God will answer your prayer. It says God will command a blessing. Mm -hmm. And so I love any time, um, I think the mm -hmm. sermon or um, 6 p.m. service, if you go look at it on YouTube a couple weeks ago, was called um, What Causes God Causes Jesus to Follow You. I love it anywhere in the scripture where God is active on our behalf. I love it anywhere in the scripture where God says, oh, 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 oh. I got you. And so often we find ourselves sacrificing and praying and trying to find our way. But something so simple as joining together in his name, something that's pleasurable. And that's the second thing. Like, 
if you like your mama and she gonna give you something when you leave, it's a win-win situation. <laughs> like so often you enjoy we like being I around. T- yeah, plus yeah, she's gonna get a piece of cake. To, wait, 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 awesome. wait, wait. You mean I get to come over, hang yeah. out with my mother that I yes. love, and then I'm gonna leave with some cake? Oh, tea cake. Like or it's something. a why, 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 right, why, right. why would we miss that opportunity? And so the answer I would tell you is in the original scripture that we read. It says in the one that we started in. It says there that he said I was bitter in my heart. It says, I was bitter in my heart, and it caused me, essentially, it says, it caused me to do things or think things that were not true. And I looked like a wild animal to you, God. And so it's so interesting when you think about why wouldn't we go in the presence of God with people who we love, with people who love us, with a God who loves us, to come away from a blessing. So if you can look at that on paper, and it makes sense, but then in your heart it doesn't, I'd also like to remind you the scripture that says the heart is deceitful. I, I, I'm going to say it as often as we can in this venue because in today's world, especially as millennials and more importantly as zennials, those who are right behind us, mm. the idea of what we feel and who we are, that's number one, is so important. And that's been, that's been a, a message of the, word, a war of the world, a message of the enemy for decades now. But the difference is now you have something in your hand that can manifest what you feel in your heart immediately. And not only that, you have that same thing in your hand where you can find people who feel the same way. And so it's so much easier to find a group of lies and convince yourself that the lie is true. And so what's important here to remember is if you can see, and that's why I think Christianity and God and in church and the Bible is so important because you, you really have to base your life and what you believe and what you do on something extraneous to ourselves. Think about how your emotions change on a regular basis. Imagine it, I mean, could you really, can you really base your life on how you feel? Think about how you felt when you were 16. What if all your decisions were based off of that? Would you really be happy with where you are? And so it's important to note that this scripture details what God is asking for us, what he promises to do, and the thing to remember is God's promises always come true because he is not a man that he should lie. His heart is not deceitful. God can't even lie. You know what? If God said this table was white, let me tell you this. If I say this table is white, I am lying. If God says this table is white, it will become white. He is in aid. He's incapable. You really have to understand his power to understand. He is incapable of lying to you. So if you just heard what he said, he's going to command a blessing, and you're looking for a blessing to be commanded, well, the instructions seem pretty pretty basic right all you have to do is remember how to get to his house so i would tell you to turn on your gps i would tell you to ignore anything in your heart that would tell you otherwise because we know the heart will lie and trust god that he will do what he said he will do because his promises always come true and the most important part of his promises coming true keep this close his promises always come true not depending on me but relying on him There are some, when he talks about commanding, um, what, are, what are like some things that God commands? He says, just if you just get it, if you just get in my house, what I'm going to command, keep it as simple as possible. Talk about some of the things that we, that we talked about earlier, but, but from your perspective, look right out there. Somebody's saying, well, I don't know, this guy was saying God will give you all this. Uh, what are some things that God's going to command on you? So in my life, I've gone over the years and dealt with a lot of depression, a lot of different avenues that I've had to be healed of. So God actually commands healing over our lives, over whatever we're going through, whether it's depression, whether it's, um, you know, being left behind by family members or friends, Um, even at the job, like I've had to go through the healing process at my job to understand that, you know, even though I'm Satan's just throwing people at me to try to get me off track, to get me out of being focused on God. But I had to totally submit and even come back into his presence. This actually happened actually during COVID. So being at home, um, you know, it was, it was, you get in the word, but it's something about being in the house of God that's just changes the whole atmosphere, changes the whole realm of your thought process of 
your heart process. And so when we got to actually slowly come back in, that actually started a true healing process to allow God to really work within me to really unlock that key of being able to truly praise him, to truly worship him, to truly be able to pray to him without having to worry about what's going to come out of my mouth because he's already planted that there to regurgitate back to him. So, so now, if God commands, since God commands blessings and healings and favor breakthroughs, when we assemble ourselves, could that be the reason why so many people suffered from a lot of mental, emotional, and physical and spiritual attacks when we were so apart? If we weren't coming together, the enemy specializes in dividing and conquering. Absolutely. It's a whole lot easier for me to stump out one coal than it is a whole barbecue. I heard someone say on a, um, I can't remember, I really can't, I think it may have been Jackie Hill Perry or somebody said it. I had never heard anybody say this particular word. And you've said it in so many ways. I've heard it in the sermon so many mm -hmm. times, especially in a place mm -hmm. where like Ibach, and I've been to other churches and sometimes I couldn't, you know, we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. When I was in high school, mm -hmm. all of our church services aligned with me being in band and having to be gone. And so having to find somewhere to assemble because it wasn't just enough to listen to a CD or watch a video. Even then I recognized that. But my whole point is, my whole point is, one thing that she, she said that kind of encompassed this is that we serve a commune God. God is not even by himself. Think about that. He's mm -hmm. the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. God himself is not by himself. And so if we are made, I in, love his, that. If we are made in his image, we I are made to need others. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a commune God, community. I love that. Um, and so that's one, that's one person. And another person um, who is a psychologist, a trained doctor in psychology, mm -hmm. but also a full minister mm -hmm. who loves to say, I don't trust anything in the psychology book that doesn't show up in my faith book, in, in, in the Bible, talks about in, in um, Genesis where it talks about um, Adam and Eve being born and how we're made. And, and it's really interesting. We talk about Adam being made of the dust. Um, and Genesis refers to him as a generation of plants. It actually refers to us as the generation of plants. And she shows images of how our brain cells look exactly like a plant. And so what I say, what I, and when she uses that to talk about the importance of how often have you seen one single blade of grass? You don't. Grass grows, like trees even grow together. So everything God has created from people to the earth shows us the necessity of being in community. And so it, it transcends so much. So often we have bitterness in our heart. I'm going back to the scripture you gave us about having to do what somebody else says. Let's really get down to it. Let's really get down to our nature as humans to be rebellious. We are sinners. By nature, we are rebellious. That is, that, is, that is what our flesh is until we come into a new nature with God. Right. And in that same scripture, it says rebellion is like witchcraft. And so it's really interesting that well, um, when we say we don't want to come to church, very often when we really um, look at our, um, our uh, reasoning, our motives, it's about how we feel. Um, but the key is how we feel about what somebody says. Somebody tell me I got to go to church. I have to go to church. But the, how do we, we understand that God's idea for community is key? So to your point you were just making, we had a height. Um, this, is, this is a statistic. Um, the one of the deaths that superseded the amount of deaths in COVID was mm -hmm. suicide last year. Let's th let's say that again. There were more suicides last year than there were deaths from COVID. But all of our um, all of our um, opposing things that we want to do to block it were all about COVID. But how many things have you seen to stop the suicides or stop the depression-related diseases and illnesses or the mental health that comes out of that? I, I think the whole strategy of that then is getting you divided, getting Absolutely. you alone, having you by yourself. So when we have this road that leads to fellowship, that leads to sanctuary, it's, it's like, it's, it's just like somebody would say, well, I don't need anybody. I don't really need the church. I'm, I am the church wherever I go, and then that's great. But then we all go to a place to get a vaccination. Well, I think if they really want everybody to have a vaccination, just put it on an ice cream truck or drive through the neighborhood or just put it in your mailbox. And it's important, Pastor Rush, in that, in that same sentence, the scripture never says the word church. Sanctuary. 
it doesn't say the word temple. sanctuary. Yeah, it doesn't always even say the word temple. You know what it says? It says fellowship. And so so often well, let's let's Bible rephrase let's, let's rephrase okay. that let's okay. rephrase that sentence. And I don't know. The, the, the new Oak Cliff Redbird version maybe. I mean, but, uh, Let me explain. Okay. Let me explain. It, okay, we, we, say, we say I don't need to go to church because I am the church. But rephrase that. I don't need to go to fellowship because I am the fellowship. It doesn't make sense. And so it's not about being the church. You are the church, but it's the fellowship of churches that is the value. And so it's imp imperative for all of us to recognize before you say, I don't have to go because um, to, to what she said earlier, the Lord knows my heart and I'm the church. It's not about being the church. It's about being in his temple in fellowship. And you cannot say that you are the temple in fellowship without taking your temple to fellowship. That's what the service really says. So even when you say, I'm the church, that has nothing to do with the fellowship, the gathering of the saints. That's another word that's there. Um, the gathering. I may be the church, but I'm not the gathering. And these are the things that Christ is asking us to do, that God is asking us to do. We just said it, um, saw it a second ago, when they're together in unity. I may be the church, but I'm not unity. I may be the church, but I'm not fellowship. I may be the church, but I'm not just the temple. I'm not his sanctuary again. And so there's so many different ways to keep that in mind. So when you hear yourself even start to say, I'm the church, or someone says that to you, I am the church, remind them that while you are the church, you are not the fellowship. You are not the unity. Not even God is by himself. You're not just community. And, and, and there's, there's more to be had than just being the church. Because that can't be an honest rebuttal. I can't say I am the church if it's not just church. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. If, 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 if I am open to, you know, one of the, one of the things that we are very, 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 we, we have to become a bold stand for what God himself has ordained. Man, you know, I, I remember, and I never thought we lived to remember the absence of being in here, uh, of being in, a, in the presence of God, we, being in his designated presence, because now I believe, and I love that statistic. I, I, was, I was wanting to know really just how high the suicide rate has been in the past year, and thank you for sharing that. I don't know what that number is, but um, I know we know COVID numbers numbers were high, but it's interesting to know if suicide, what the number of suicides were. You know that would be amazing to know. And I would I would like I would probably uh, like to know again too if we were looking at numbers, how many people died because someone didn't get there or get to notice them declining. You know uh, we do COVID testing in our lab, and you get you go immediately. You find out if you have a positive test. If you have a positive test, you activate. You do something. If you have a negative test, people tend to get a little bit more. Okay, I'm okay. Well, the positive test says okay. I might I might need to cover them up and put on a mask so that I don't expose myself to other people. But we had to go somewhere to even find out if we were exposing ourselves. Uh, I love this conversation we're having about it happened at church. We have to keep that at the forefront of our thoughts. I'm sorry, I see you trying to talk real quick, sister. Yes, uh, I just want to I'm say good. something. I know we got to go. Um, mm. yeah. So now this, the vaccine, if you haven't had the vaccine, nobody wants to touch you. I was, you know, I don't know what the thing is. I just don't know. I like, I wanted to give a certain person a hug, and we always hug. And then this certain person asked me, uh, did you have your two vaccines? I'm like, no, but, you know, I always get the... The, the nostril testing <laughs> and they were like well don't touch me Give elbow elbow I'm like oh my gosh so I just want to kind of just put that in I know it, that's totally off the subject but no, it's, the not off the subject. it's not off the subject was that was that now I'm gonna ask this is this probably off the subject <laughs> was it at church okay uh that was probably me no. uh so no I'm it just teasing um but 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 yeah so there there is a bit of caution that we have had to learn to operate in um, and I'm going to use the word wisdom. We've had to learn to, to be a little bit more wise. And why? Because people are still dying from the, a virus that um, we still have no idea too much about. No, we're, we're learning and becoming smarter. And I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to go into all of that and just expose whatever ignorance I have on that subject. Um, but I believe sometimes when people aren't certain of what we've come in contact with, However, I am just a firm believer that as you walk into his house, his presence, into his 
anointed sanctuary. And God's going to be true to his word. Um, but we also know who else comes into the presence of God. Satan himself says, I'm here. I'm here to hinder, to pour water on that fire. So that if enough people know that there's water on that fire, they'll think that there is no fire in that house. And uh, Brother Billy so eloquently said, you know, if God says it's white, it's white. If he says I'm healed, ladies and gentlemen, that's his word. If I say I'm healed, I'm repeating his word and I'm holding him to it. But if I say I'm healed, I may cough the minute I say that. And someone say, ah, I thought you were healed. Yeah, I'm healed with a cough. But I'm going to have to lay hands and call that out just the same. These fellowships that we're having at 6 p.m. service are extremely important. And I thank you for being with us. Now, now here's what I want you to do. Remember next week, we're going to be um, away on Mother's Day. Okay, so we won't be in this dream church. To any of you that are millennials now, we're, 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 we're getting ready to turn this thing over a little bit. What if we invited you into this space or into our sanctuary or wherever just to say, now, let us look at you. How are you doing? Can we see you? I said to a group of friends and I said to everybody last week or so, you know, if you're my friend, if you're my friend, maybe you don't need to pray for me. You just need to look at me. If you can see me, you'll know what to pray about. Otherwise, I probably have to tell you and I might miss it. Sometimes God wants us to just see each other. I know it's almost time to go. It is time but to you, go. But you said it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You, you said just a second ago, you said, um, if, I, if God says I'm healed, then I have to say it because it's God's words. I'm claiming yeah, it. Absolutely. And so what scripture popped in my mind when you said that was um, where God says my word will never return to mm -hmm. me void. Absolutely. And so when that happens in my head, I thought, and I thought about this earlier, and it's interesting that you said that, was that, well, if God's word won't come to him void and he's already given us healing, then where is it? And it reminds me of, um, I don't know if you, look, I'm going to go I'm gonna go into your generation. You ready, Pastor? I'm coming to you. Mm -hmm. The millennials coming to you. You remember when you get those mail, when you used to have physical mail? Oh, well, go to the mailbox. It was mail. And you remember those packets of coupons? Those vowel packs? Does anybody else remember? And it was like 200 coupons in there. Does anybody, anybody with me? So, okay, 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 okay. Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. Because like you said it, I was like, whoa. So you go in this vowel pack. I used to love going through those when I was a kid. I ain't got no money. Right. But love. <laughs> exactly, yes. And so the key there is those coupons often had a lot of things that were free. And when they were sent to you, they were yours. But what would prevent it from being yours physically is not claiming it. And so what's really key is what you just said. You said you, you, you have to say God's word because his word won't come to him void. And so the only way for me to not get what those coupons offer me is not to turn it in. But what do I have to do to claim it? I got to go to the store where it is. I have to go to where the healing is. I have to go to where the victory is. I have to go to where the holy insight is. I have to go to where the healing is and then give that, that voucher that God has given us. And he's saying, I am a good store. I am the good provider. Everything is mine. Anything that you turn into me, you will not come back to you void. So turning in the word of God and claiming it requires you to be in his presence to do it. And so that was really, really powerful what you just said just a second ago, saying you're healing. And so it's important to note that victory is yours and healing is yours, but you have to come and claim it. Otherwise it's only void because you didn't redeem it. The redeemer has already done the redemption. All you have to do is go and claim what has been redeemed, what claim what has been set aside for you. You know, God has all of these things sitting over here waiting on you, and he can't command the blessing of you because you won't show up and claim it. And so that's the difference between what's yours and what's manifesting yours. And that just came to me when you, as soon as you said what you said, God's word will never return to him void. So all of the things that we've heard today are God's word and that above all. God's word above my feelings, God's word above my thoughts, cast down any imagination or any high thing that exalts itself against the word of God, the knowledge of Christ. It's so important to note that you claim what's yours and don't let it go void on your watch. That's fantastic. I love it. I love that. Sorry and I love these late. discussions in the evening times and I love these on Sundays. The on behalf of any working mother who's understanding and going through the stress like Sister Bonnie, because we're going to pray our way out of this today. Um, I appreciate your humility. Now, somebody looking will say, man, what is your dealing with the kids right now? And some, and I would probably be one of those people that would say that. And she asked today, can I come and just be on the panel? 
And of course, I'm never going to deny anyone the opportunity to come uh, because we know where we we take our load. We take our cast our cares and we cast them on the Lord. But 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 I want to remind you, let's not become so successful that we forget to just sometimes, y'all, just sometimes take that pause and say, God, I want to give you this time. Do you believe it or not? There are some people that are going to come in here. They come to this church and actually look for you all. You're on this panel every week. What if they walk through that door and they only see you on this panel this week? And the week. Are you that welcoming face to that generation that says, well, I'm going to come to church. And they may, not, they, may, they may know your names and they may not, but they want to see. What does it mean to you when the camera's off? What does it mean to you when we're not on the platform? That's what I mean by that, coming together, giving, giving you strength. When I come here, like you, I gain strength. But today, um, you know, ev ever since you said it, and you know, it has spoken uh, a different c compassion prayer that I want to just pray over you. Um, because you said the real world. And, you know, I think all of us have to work in that real world. And being at the church does not deny that. But, boy, sometimes we're a little bit more covered. And when we go out there where people don't care if you're saved or anointed, they don't care if you're born again, they don't care if you have children, get that. Do this. Do that. Get and And what we're going to do is pray God's continued strength on you. Um, and don't ever say on air you're looking for a job because you don't know who. <laughs> it's not wise to say that. But no, we understand sometimes you may think there's another route. And thank you, Brother Leland. You, you told some, somebody's watching that. God's going to give you the strength to endure it. And that same God that blessed you with that job when you did not qualify is the same God that can change those hours. You know, he can change those hours. He can. He will make that load easier and lighter. And I just believe that. Um, sometimes my heart gets a little heavy because I, I just understand. I understand the hearts of these young people who sacrifice to do what they do. This is a sacrificial service every Sunday, y'all. It's, it's not a popularity service. We don't look at how many likes and how many Facebook ads. We don't look at any of that. We just say, God, you called the number, and they said, we'll be here. And I thank you for, for being here all the time, every time, uh, for, for months, for months and months and months and months. Okay, so to those of you that are going to be with us on next Sunday morning, we start service. Now, tomorrow night at 7 p.m., we have Monday school. That's where now we're going to go a little bit further into this story. Um, uh, and we're using for our series on this. I'm using the word series because that's the only word I want to, that I feel to use right now. A series on it happened at church all of this stuff that this man went through his healing it all happened at, at church it happened in that synagogue it happened in that place where Jesus himself went Jesus went to church so we want you to be able to be with us tomorrow night but right now if you don't mind if you don't mind and um, if you're able we're gonna ask that you would bless us with offering give an offering to God and tell him thank you for this dream church service um, next week week we won't meet but we will next Sunday morning at 8 a.m. that's Mother's Day service 10 a.m. Mother's Day service bring your mothers to church um, and next Sunday evening we won't be on dream church but we'll be right back on Monday night so this has been a great great time today and and if you're like us we're, we're physically tired because we we praise around here we sing we whew, we go up and downstairs and around 6 p.m., about 6, by 7.05, y'all start looking like a sleep air mattress or something. So, But it's great. And thank you so much for your compliments and your comments on the Holy Spirit. You guys are always complimentary to God. When you speak on him, thank you for complimenting my father. Thank you for complimenting God. Thank you for speaking on his behalf. Thank you for allowing him to use you to expound on the word. And thank you for sharing all of what you all had to say with us today. We didn't get to hear from Sister Nair today. Uh, or Sister Smallwood, but she, sp she started off. Okay, that's okay. Sister Nair, you're doing good, though. You did great just sitting there, and we were trying to get some mics to all of them. 
Father, we thank you so much for the offerings that we're about to receive. And God, what I want to do right now in Jesus' name for all of us is to corporately come together and pray for the strength of every working mother who's having a difficult time yet in our hearts wanting to be in fellowship, wanting to come to church, wanting to come and be in this unity of people that we can draw strength from to be a part of the charcoal that's going to keep this fire hot. You sent a witness out boldly today and she came and she stood and she said and I know God she wasn't speaking for herself she was speaking for a sister somewhere around this world that feels that she doesn't have a voice but she spoke and God you heard her today and we use that prayer to ask for strength for her for for uh, encouragement for her to rebuild her as you reset her thank you God for helping her to have the drive to move forward and now to understand that life is not just difficult sometimes it's hard and sometimes you feel as if you're at the cliff and at the edge and you want to go over. But then every time we feel like we can't, you lead us back to the sanctuary. You lead us back into that unity of fellowship of members that you called the body of Christ. And we thank you so much. Every offering, God, we thank you in Jesus' name that it, was, it will come back a hundredfold in return. Now, Satan, we know you're listening to every prayer we pray, and you're going to try to stop somebody's blessing from coming back so they can say, well, I gave and I gave and I gave, and it didn't come back. It's because we sometimes don't block you. So we block you from intercepting what God is sending to us. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for this dream, church. Amen. Good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night at 7 p.m. at Monday School, live or online. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Reset Podcast with Pastor Ricky Rush. If you would like to make a contribution or a donation to the Inspiring Body of Christ Church Ministry, do so by going to www.ibocchurch.org and give. Thank you so very much. Also, you can find IBOC on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our website, ibocchurch.org. Well, that's all we have for today. Tune in next time and experience the joy right here on Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush.